This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Mopes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler here, Steelers Nation Radio, final segment of today's episode. Oh, and we're just finishing up this uh, Brian Flores conversation, obviously reacting to him recently being uh, hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, where we left off at with this conversation was how he could have a potential impact on this team more so with the lawsuit going on, right? For those that are unaware, he has filed a lawsuit against you know, three NFL teams, uh, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos. And we know this is something that's been highly publicized and it is going to continue to be highly criticized and scrutinized. And we've even seen that in the recent day or so, just the comments made by uh, Stephen Ross uh, representatives um, from the Miami Dolphins in terms of trying to dispute some of the things that Brian Flores has said. And then obviously Brian showed that he, you know, has done a good job of preparing a case against those guys in particular. But what I want to ask you before I go, because, you know, I'm long-winded, baby. Anytime we get to talk (laughs) defensive coaches, anytime we're talking anything along that side of the ball, I want to talk for hours. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause. I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to say to you, Mr. Wesley Euler, do you think that or how – uh, what's your level of concern, right? What would you have your, your your concern meter, right? I forgot the, how we how we worded back uh, in the day, the right? CCWP yeah, meter. The, 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 yeah, let me let me hear your CCWP meter on the potential distraction that Brian Flores could be with this lawsuit going on, and and is going to continue to go on at least for this NFL season. Yeah, at least, and like you and I said earlier, for anybody who knows anything about litigation and you know, how these processes play out in this country. It it usually takes two years-ish. Yeah, give or absolutely. take a, a few months. Especially money. of this magnitude. Of this magnitude, this is going to be a very significant, very long, drawn-out process. Yeah. Let's just, let's just put it this way. Might have a conclusion by the end of the 2023 season. Might. Yeah. Might. That's that, that would be what, about 18 months, yeah. about a year and a half. Right. That's that's probably and, the fastest and I feel timeline. Like and that is fastest timeline probably involving a settlement. Not even talking mm-hmm. about actually mm-hmm. going to case, presenting evidence and going back and forth. Correct. <clears throat> and we saw that. I mean, we saw that firsthand with was it Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, when they had their situation going on, how long that lasted for the settlement to happen years later. So, yeah, without a doubt, this is definitely going to take some time. But how concerned are yeah. you in terms and of the distraction your, element? Yeah, because your initial question. I mean, we know that this is a team that is kind of young in certain avenues. They don't have a lot of proven leaders in terms of, I mean, obviously you have Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, but in terms of having a big bid, you don't have that anymore. You don't have, you know, these guys that have been in the league for 10 plus years that are just, you know, the voices of the locker room right now. So I just, I wonder to you, like I said, man, does that make you a little uneasy? Do you feel like that could potentially be an issue? So CCWP. And, and, and explain what that is yeah, for the, you know, for the it, new kids. We got a lot of new I was going to say, I, think yes. we've, I, I like to think we've picked up some new listeners. We've, yes. welcomed, we've welcomed some new pals to the party since the last time we busted out the CCWP meter. So... <laughs> 
The CCWP meter is a patented tool of the Steelers Blitz with Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler and shall not be replicated in any other facet. Talk that talk, talk that talk. Trademark and copyright pending. Or trademark copyright <laughs> of Steeler Nation Radio, Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes. It it for for those of, that are new, it's it's a it's a just a simple thing. See, you're, it's when Moats and I talk about concerns, worries, things like that. CCWP. Are you calm? Are you concerned? Are you worried? Are you panicked? Obviously, calm. You're not really bothered. Obviously, panicked. You're freaking out. And then concerned or worried. You're somewhere in between. So for this, for me, Motsi. On a scale, of, if it's a scale of one to four, right? Mm-hmm. Calm, calm to panicked. One, to, I'm like a one and a half. Like okay. I, 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 I know it's 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 going to be around the organization. Again, as long as Brian I mean, Flores is going to dominate the media at times, we know that. That's that's really the yeah. You know, whenever we get to OTAs, mini camp, mm-hmm. rookie mini camp, training camp, all mm-hmm. that stuff. This is every everyone in the organization from Mister Rooney to Mr. Irrelevant on the roster is, is go is going to be asked about this. Um, and so uh, it's, it's going to be there. It's, I don't know. What's, what's the alert. It's, it's going to fester around the organization for again, as as long as this plays out, or at least as long as Brian Flores is here, but this is where we're talking even in season, October, November, December, potential playoff runs. You're right. It could be a situation where, all the, these guys are all asked about it, you know, leading up to mm-hmm. the season, throughout the offseason, throughout training camp, whatever. And then in November, right, some pertinent news to the lawsuit breaks, and and once again they're they're asked about it mm-hmm. once again. And then the following August in training camp, mm-hmm. they reach a settlement and they're asked. It's brought up and they're they're asked about it again. So it is it is going to be there, but. Yeah. For for two reasons, I'm I'm confident that it's it's only like a 1.5 on my scale of one to four. For two different reasons, one is for the all the stuff that I alluded to earlier in the same conversations with Tara Lost and in some of this, right. the stability of the Steelers organization from from the ownership to the front office to Mike Tomlin from top to bottom. It's a lot of professionals who are good at their jobs and don't dabble in the BS. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're all going to be on the same page on this. I don't think we have to worry about one coach or one player gives a certain message and somebody else gives a different message. That's the first Even reason. though we did see that to an extent last year, but granted, it was on a way lighter note, way lesser scale. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But we do. We, but we were seeing a couple of different messages coming out of the hint. It was like, man, what's going on here, baby? <laughs> Can we all get on the same page, please? The second thing, too – and and you could speak better to this than me, obviously, as you're the one on this show with a decade of NFL experience. Oh, don't make me blush. Stop that. I was going for the good here. Dis- <laughs> aren't aren't dis- and again, this this is of a different magnitude. So I don't want to sound naive, but mm-hmm. in in general, aren't distractions part of being a professional athlete? You're you're always going to be asked about something. Other than the X's and O's, the product on the field, on the court, on the ice, on the grass, whatever sport it is that you're playing, you're always going to be asked about who you're dating or what's going on in town here or how do you feel about COVID and vaccines Mm -hmm. and masks. I mean, these guys now, everything's a distraction. Everything can be divisive. I I think they've been brought up in that. They know how to handle it. They know how to navigate it. Um, 
and so again, I I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to sound like I'm brushing it aside, and it's not going to be anything. It's going to linger to start the year, and as I just we just pointed out, it it'll pop up multiple times going forward. Um, but I, I think I think they got the the goods to 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 keep it moving and and not let that be a, a big hindrance to what they're trying to accomplish. You know, I did find it just slightly interesting though the optimism that you have for them overcoming this distraction. I'm an optimistic guy. But but no, 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 just hear me out. Whereas we know that this is going to be a heavy, long, drawn-out process. Yeah. You're super optimistic there. But when it was talking about Devin Bush, we were leaning on a lot of those same excuses (laughs) to justify his lack of productivity. So my question, once again, is, man, regardless of how big or small the distraction is, if we see the play affected by it, which for Devin Bush, we saw his play affected by distractions last year. Do you think that these type of distractions could have similar effects on Devin if those were the reasons why he was playing bad last year? Because once again, I just don't know, you know, in terms of how do I say that this distraction isn't as prevalent, isn't as prevalent when we know it's going to be big and we know that it's going to impact Devin's position coaching in a sense. So that's the part for me where I'm just like, how do you, you know, like, like when we yeah. really cut into yeah. these layers, because we've seen if, De- and, and like I said, this is solely if we are believing that Devin was affected to that level because of some of these things that were going on around him. If that is the case, well, should we still have concern about that with this situation? Because we know this is going to be even bigger. This is going to be talked about even more. Buddy, that's a very fair question by you. Um, And I think it's it's just one of those things we're not going to have the answer to until we see how it plays out, right? But yeah. I, but see, we're doing what you, you like to do. Speculate. speculate. Like, ah, you said you want to speculate. I love it. Everybody Specu- want to speculate it's, until we start reckless, speculating. It's reckless yeah, no. speculation season see, in the National see, Football mo- League. Most people speculate yeah. on, oh, we should trade for that guy, trade for I, this guy. No, no, no. That's not fun. Let's, most, let's speculate on this. I yeah. can't believe we didn't open the show today speculating about Aaron Rodgers' Instagram yeah. post for 20. Uh, Did you see what Aaron Rodgers posted on Instagram? Is he going I mean, to retire? I mean, he had a whole press conference. <laughs> you know, with Pat McAfee, I'm like, this is crazy. But either way, shout out to Aaron being in the spotlight. <laughs> um, you, you know what? You 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 yeah. ask a very good question there, and I I I don't have obviously the right answer right on the spot. Right. Go back to you got to control what you can control. Very true. And if you think as an organization, like, clearly, Mr. Rooney, Mike Tomlin. You know, maybe even Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan. If oh, hey now, if hey privy now. To some of this stuff. This was something that they discussed in the process before hiring. But you know, right. before they sent out those social media posts that set the football world on fire <laughs> on Saturday, they had this same conversation that you and I are right. having now. They clearly think his upside as a coach. They clearly think mm. the upside of having him within the organization is greater than the some of the potential distraction of dealing with this right. stuff. And and that for me, I would give them benefit of the doubt on because again, I this this was not something that they they didn't just hey you want to hire Brian yeah let's hire Brian why not let's do it I love his name why not (laughs) something that there were a lot of um you know there were a lot of powerful people within the Steelers organization that had I'm sure a voice and a say on this and and without a doubt you know that this was covered so 
you're at you are you are you're spot on with this, and you're you're asking the right questions. I mean, you are showbiz baby with these questions. You're Come dropping on, man. Today. Listen, anytime you put me in the driver's seat, you know I'm gonna try to pick you up a little bit. But <laughs> what I'll say is this, man, because I have been really. Uh, Where are you at on this, though? I was gonna say because you know I've been playing devil's advocate. I've been poking their pride, and trying to see if I could box you in a little bit, have a little fun. This would happen. Like when the, I, you what, do like to wind me up on Moto. Come Wednesday. on, man. It, it, it's, it's my it's my my little bit of control. Okay, <laughs> let let me have one thing. Okay, you got everything else on the show. Jeez. But from personal experiences, man, I do not think this is going to be an issue whatsoever. And I say that because I was on the roster when we went through the uh, the national anthem issue, when the president of the United States made comments directly about players, you know, in the NFL mm-hmm. during that process. I remember driving in, seeing the protesters. I remember seeing the heightened security because of the actions that people were taking towards the facility. But the one thing that brought us together, even in the midst of the chaos outside of the building, even in the midst of some of the interpersonal relationships that were broken or needed some repairing because of, you know, some trust being broken in that vein, the one reason why we were able to have the success, to have the success that we had that season, because if you remember, we won a lot that oh, yeah. season. The thing that kept us going was Coach Tomlin because he made it very clear each and every day, regardless of how heated we were with each other, regardless of how heated we were with fans, with family, with the president, with anybody that had an opinion about us. Coach Tomlin made it very clear each and every day why we are here. He made it very clear each and every day the common goal. And ultimately, he helped us understand that, hey, the best way to find normalcy in the midst of chaos is to put your head down work and keep winning. And we just felt like the more we won, the better our situation was going to be. The more we won, the easier it was to escape some of that negativity. And I just feel like if it gets to that point, because there are going to be times we know how the reporters are. Their job is to at times create some of that chaos. Their job is to create some of the negativity because we know just as a society, negativity sells. So yes, with that being Drama the sells. case, Right. So with that being the case, I just look at it like, man, you have a guy, Coach Simon, who has been through this. He's been through this on a, on a bigger scale, you know. And, and like I said, as a guy who's personally endured that with him in that moment, I wouldn't want another guy running the ship in the midst of a storm than Coach Tomlin because I've seen him bring us out of it, me personally. So for me, man, I do not think that this is going to be – a issue whatsoever. I think media will try to talk it up a lot more yep. and try to paint a picture, but with in-house, I do not envision this being an issue whatsoever, man. No, I, I love those examples you just laid out. And and more importantly, to that parallel to 2017 was, yeah, was the, 2017. the national anthem. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. J- don't get mad. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> just, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Just win, baby. It. Just yeah. win, baby. You, it's that you, simple, man. You nailed it. If if it's the first five or six weeks of the season and we look up and the Steelers are two and four, oh, people people are going to be distraction. Of Is this course. Go, what's going on? Of are they course. not all on the same page? Are they disagree? Are they mm-hmm. da 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 da? Is this a distraction? If we look up and it's week seven and the team is five and two. No mm-hmm. one's going to be saying diddly squat. So you're right. Very it true. is one of the oldest cliches in the sports book. Winning cures everything. If the team's winning, if the team's having fun, if the team's doing well, it's going to be nothing. Yeah. If the team's struggling, if the defense isn't doing well, it's 
going to continue to get brought up and get brought up. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But like I said, I just feel really confident knowing that you have Mike Tomlin running this ship, knowing that you have a Mr. Rooney who's weathered this storm and bigger storms as well in the past, knowing even Brian Flores who weathered storms while he was in Miami. If things that he's brought up were true, I mean, imagine having to operate in that workplace and still find ways to thrive and succeed and motivate I mean, when I think of all of those things, I say, man, I think that we have a great staff in-house to handle any type of adversity, any type of distractions that may present themselves from this situation. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. And and you know what, too, as we're kind of laying this out, yeah, for better or for worse, this is an organization over the last five years that has dealt with their distractions. Very true. From from the from the national anthem stuff that you pointed out to how things ended with Lev Bell and with Antonio Brown and you know we could, we could continue to go down the list, but you know maybe yeah. what you maybe what you've gone through has has made you more resilient, has made you tougher Correct. in some of these where you know it just it takes more to to rattle you and to shake your cage in that regard. Yeah, I would definitely feel that way as well, man. Like I said, I just think that this is a a genuinely good opportunity. To, like I said, for those guys to really rally around each other, if it gets to that point, like I said, we don't know if it's going to fully right, develop right. there. We just we know how the NFL operates. We understand the arrow in which this you know is going towards. So in that capacity, yeah, without a doubt, we have to anticipate it. We have to acknowledge it. But when you have Mike Tom, when you have Brian Flores, when you have these guys that have shown that they can lead men in the middle of adversity. Well, yeah, man, I just think that this is the perfect situation if they really have to go through those things. So for me, man, like I said, I just think once again, man, in terms of putting a boat on the Brian Flores conversation, I just think that the pros drastically outweigh the cons in this situation, man. Uh, You know what? That's a great way to, I think, put a bow on everything that we've said today. (laughs) That's how I feel about it, man. The, 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 the potential, the potential, um, growth the potential mm-hmm. gains outweigh some of the some of the distractions or some of the things yeah. like that and again that's a that's a conversation that they obviously had before hitting send on that announcement on Saturday no question man no question so with that being said man want to finish up that Brian Flores conversation but since we still got time and obviously you know can oh, I ask for it, man. can I ask you one yeah, question yeah, too yeah because this was one other thing, I just thought of this before mm-hmm. because it might be if we move on here, this this might be my last yeah, chance to ask. I don't you. want you to forget it, man. Absolutely. This the was another one us. when I when I filled in for the Godfather on Monday. This was another one that one of the callers asked. Yeah. Do you think there's is there anything in your mind that you would think that part of this too mm-hmm. that, that that maybe some people in the Steelers organization wanted to to stick it to the rest of the league to the other owners oh, a little yeah. bit. Talk about it. Yes, indeed. Maybe, Why wouldn't they? The Rooney rule, Mr. Rooney's legacy, mm-hmm. and he's seen it He's seen it made a mockery of in some senses. Yeah. He's seen it drug through the mud. Mm-hmm. Listen, they didn't hire Brian Flores just to, you know, nana-nana-boo-boo at everybody else, but right. maybe a little added incentive? Yeah, I, I honestly think so, because if we're being real about it, to hire Brian Flores in the midst of everything that's been going on right now, you're essentially saying I'm choosing him versus my fellow owners, my fellow billionaires, the corporation, essentially you're siding Mm. with an employee. We don't typically get that. That typically doesn't happen. 
usually is one band, one sound. Corporate America doesn't operate that way, man. That's not how they operate. So for me, this is why I ultimately salute Mr. Rooney that much more because it's one thing to have a rule named after your family and, and the legacy and things like that. It's another thing to complain about it when people critique it and comb through it and talk about where it's come up short. But it's another thing to actually live out the true meaning of that rule. It's another thing to live out the true purpose and intent for that rule, which is to give minority coaches opportunities. We understand every minority that has, in terms of the coaches that have come up in this level, in this league, have had different forms of adversity. They've had different labels put on them. Even Coach Tomlin, I mean, we talk about this. He's one of the most decorated, most accomplished coaches in the NFL, yet he's always viewed as a guy that they want to get rid of in some capacity. Not necessarily Mr. Rooney, but outside, you know? And that's just something that we know that these guys have to deal with on a constant basis. And they're held to a uh, standard at times that is just ridiculous. When we think of winning in terms of minority coaches with winning records, they get fired in terms of how often that will happen versus in contrast to non-minority coaches never getting fired after a winning season. To me, I mean, when you think of all of that, I say to myself, man, if it wasn't going to be Mr. Rooney, then who the heck was it going to be? Because I didn't see a lot of other minority owners because we know there's only one in terms of Shia Khan. And that wouldn't make sense because he obviously just brought in somebody down there. So you ask yourself, man, where was he going to go? Who was going to give him this opportunity and who would ultimately be willing to stand up? And say, hey, I know the whole NFL ownership is going left, but I'm going to go right. I just didn't think any other owner outside of Mr. Rooney would have the you know, wherewithal to even make a stand or make a statement like that for whatever yeah. the motivation may be. Because we obviously don't know the true motivation, but whatever it may be, at the end of the day, the action speaks louder than any word that he can say. And to see that in the midst of this and, and knowing the backlash that he's probably going to get when he goes to owner's meetings. Those are right <laughs> around the corner, too. Yeah, you know, what, what, what is that going to look like when, when Mr. Rudy walks in and it's Stephen Ross right here? You got John Elway over here. You, you, you know, you got the, the, the Mar family. <laughs> Come on now. now listen, yeah. I, know the, I know what the owner's meetings are, right? It's, 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 um, it's, 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 you know. It's a very nice affair. It is. It, it typically is. Yes. When you said that, like I, j- I know that this is again. I'm, I'm being goofy, Wes here. I right, know right, that this right. is not how it. But I just pictured like John Elway and Steve. They're sitting there at the buffet line, like grabbing their eggs <laughs> yeah. and their sausage and their coffee, and like Mr. Rooney walks up and they're like, "Oh, oh, hi, Art. How's it yep. going?" <laughs> or, or can I sit here? Nah, seats taken. Can't sit here. Mm-mm. Like, like that's. <laughs> No, granted, we know it won't be to that level, but in all seriousness, I mean, that takes a lot. I don't think that just so anybody owner is going to put themselves in that position. I don't think anybody owner is just going to want to introduce themselves to that type of, you know, not even criticism, but just to be viewed differently. Going against the grain. Yeah, right. And and that's the part where I say, man, that's that's why I really speak to Mr. Rooney as a man, because it's like, man, he didn't have to do that. He already has minorities. He's already done, you know, his job in terms of making sure his staff is employed with a ton of minorities. Yep. But for him to say, you know what, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go and do this thing that some people may think of as unheard of or unthinkable. To me, man, it just really speaks volumes to him. And this is why we ultimately love whenever we get an opportunity to speak on the Rooney rule 
or Mr. Rooney in this capacity because we know he is the standard. Mm-hmm. He sets that standard for the league, and ultimately the league hopefully will continue to work to catch up to what he's already been implementing. But like I said, man, only time will tell with that. But I'm definitely excited about that, though, man. I'm glad you, you brought too. that up, too, man. That, that, was, that was solid right there, hey, man. Had to ask. Had to ask. No, without a doubt, man. He's, without he's, a doubt. He's a great man, Mr. Rooney. But you know what? Every Everybody can be a little petty from time to time. Hey, man, that's the truth. Like ain't, I said, man, ain't, I nothing hope, wrong, I hope, ain't nothing wrong with that. I would love to see him pull up with like a Brian Flores T-shirt on. You know what? What old school airbrush shirts with his face is like yeah. new coach, Steelers. The, the like early, the early nineties uh-huh. airbrush. Absolutely, man. Something you get on the strip district right now, man. Five, five Bach down on Smallman Street. Absolutely, man. That that's, that that has set me all the way where I need to be, man. I love it. I love it. No question, man. No question. But like I said, with that though, man, this is still once again. The pros drastically outweighing the cons. Yeah, yeah. As a whole, man, this is definitely going to be very bene- very beneficial. Like I said, just another feather in Mr. Rooney's cap. You, you want this real quick? I, I I found it here. The the exact mm-hmm. those those numbers on Brian Flores that I was yeah, referencing it, man. earlier. Absolutely, for you. man. Um again, as you pointed out a couple of times, uh, first Dolphins head coach in two decades to have consecutive yes. winning seasons. Talk right? about it. But in 2019, Flores with the youngest roster in football, right? Mm-hmm. Yards yep. allowed per game, 399. 30th in the league out of 32 teams. Points allowed, 31 per game. Yep. Dead last in the NFL. Arthur Motes, those numbers went from there, right? To mm-hmm. being fifth best in football in terms of points per game. Yep. 16th best in football. In terms, talk of, about it? in terms of yards allowed, he cut the points down per game from 31 to 21. He cut the yards down per game from 399 to 337. I mean, player, think about that, man. Those are those are real life improvement. That's real life tangible assessments of his goals. And like I said, when you talk about all of these positive things that he brings to the table, how could you not like this move, man? So once again. Gotta, I love it. it. I love it, man. Absolutely, dude. It's, Absolutely. It's everything. Listen, if if you're if you are part of the Tomlin detractors, mm-hmm. this is everything you've been asking for. It's someone Outside with pedigree. It's someone mm-hmm. with ambition. You know, you don't have to do the oh, Randy Feetner was never wanted to leave. Ah, oh, no one offered <laughs> Keith Butler a job. Brian Flores wants to leave. Brian Flores yeah. wants to be a head coach. He's got mm-hmm. ambition. He wants to use this as a stepping stone to yes. get back to where yes. he should be. This is everything you've been asking for in that regard. One hundred percent, man. So, with that being said, man, since we do officially have our new Steelers wish list in terms of. Ooh. That outside hire, that high pedigree candidate, and all these other things you just laid out so eloquently. I think we'll end it on that note. So, with that being said, let me give a big time shout out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. You know, and then I also got a shout out just everybody that's been tuning in with us, man. The Power Grid, the Megawatts, even though y'all can't participate the way that we are accustomed to, just know we still feel y'all, each and every one of y'all. And last but certainly not least, I got to give a big time shout out to my co-host, my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. There it is. (laughs) So with that being said, you always know where to find us on your 24-7 Home of the black and gold. Steelers. Mm-hmm. Nation. Mm-hmm. Radio. There it is. <laughs>